Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jordan Poole from 27. Is that the shot you want if you're Golden State? Is that the shot you want from Golden State if you're the Lakers? Why, the second question is more important than the first. The report for tonight, Embiid will play. How the Celtics go at the MVP. And how you lose when your guy scores four. Let's go around the horn. That dude really had the NBA jam. He's on fire. He hit for the cycle. (laughs) So the question, is that the shot you want if you're Golden State? Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, after the game, said they were cool with it. So the question, is that the shot you want if... From the Warriors, if you're the Lakers, I think the, the answer's obvious there. That's the defense they played. Darvin Ham, hands up from one angle. Looks like he was guarding Poole from another. I think you saw how far off he really was. Clank rim from 27 feet is how game one was decided. Anthony Davis was how game one was dominated. 30 and 23. First on the shot around the horn of Frank Isola is Poole from 27. Truly the shot the Warriors should be taking. Not with that much time left, not with a timeout. I'm going to play the foul game. I'm going to try to get to the basket, make it a one-point game, foul the Lakers, and try to extend it. But I think because it's Jordan Poole, and on a team that takes a lot of bad shots, he is the king of bad shots. And if you watched him against Sacramento in game six, he set a new standard for bad shots. But in this game, to be fair, he was six for 11. He had hit the three that made it a three-point game. He was part of that 14-point comeback. So I didn't love the shot. Would I rather have Steph Curry taking the shot? But, Tony, you showed the clip ten times. They were not going to allow Steph Curry to take a three. They should have gone to the basket, made a one-point game, foul, and you still have your time. Can you say, to be fair, after what you just said, Frank, he's the standard of bad shots? Justin Tinsley, uh, on 27 feet away from the basket, that much time left in a timeout. Is that a good shot? Yeah, I think it was the best-case scenario for both teams. For the Lakers, you were face-guarding Clay and Kurt. So you let anybody else right. shoot that. And honestly, Poole was having – he was having the best shooting night. To me, where the play blew up is when Draymond and Poole didn't didn't hustle back down on the offensive side of the court. I think that blew the play up before it even started. So it was, Jordan Poole was like, look, if I, I don't want to force a pass, let me, let me just get this shot up. But honestly, I would have loved to see him pump fake, take a step in, but that's just being an armchair – Point guard. Harry Lyles Jr. That just cannot be the last shot that the team with the greatest shooter of all time and the best sidekick, other greatest shooter of all time on the floor. That can't be it, okay? Like, and look, when the ball was out of his hand, there were 10 seconds left. Steph Curry, aside from being the greatest shooter of all time, is currently one of the best guards in the NBA at moving without the basketball in his hands. You have to try to find another shot. I like the confidence that he shot with because those shots will typically or have a better chance of going in when you do it that way, but you have to get a better look than that. Mina, you're shaking your head no. Well, you know, it's easy to look at the amount of time left, the amount of space, and second-guess Poole's decision. I'm guilty of doing it in the moment. But the more I think about it, the more I think it was the best shot 
for him in that moment in rhythm during the regular season. Jordan Poole shot 36% on catch-and-shoot threes. That drops to 30% off the dribble, and with every step taken, that number goes lower and lower. So it makes sense, I think, for him to want to take that shot, which was wide open, in rhythm. He missed it. It happens. But Steph Curry himself said after the game, I understand why Poole made, took that shot. Soli, you want one last word? Tony, on their two previous possessions with the game tied, Steph went into the lane. Anthony Davis blocked it. They get the ball back. Jordan Poole misses a floater. That was when they were down two. So they did try to drive. Maybe that factored into it. And remember, got to put it into context. Poole is on the court during this great comeback. He was a big part of it. He's thinking, he, there's a lot of times when he thinks he's Steph Curry. In that moment, he's thinking, I can do what <laughs> Steph did. But look at Steph's reaction to that. He threw a little bit of a temper tantrum there. He's a little frustrated with how it all went down. 30. 23 from Anthony Davis. I'm not sensing the proper level of impress. 30-23 in a playoff game is nothing now. Seeing Davis play like he did. Looking for a takeaway from game one. Does Davis adjust how this series could go? Justin Tinsley around the horn of you. Yeah, absolutely was the Anthony Davis game for sure. He, he dominated inside the paint, and I think it showed Golden State that they cannot play Draymond Green and Kevon Looney at the same time. It, Otherwise, LeBron and AD are going to camp out in the paint. And they, they, they had almost 10 blocks as a team last night. So for Golden State, I expect them to make those changes moving forward. And, of course, Anthony Davis, again, had a great game. But can Darvin Ham get he and LeBron James minutes? Anthony Davis played the entire second half. And with these games being played every other day, I want to see this test of Lakers endurance moving forward. But it's obviously a huge game for them. Aaron Lyles Jr., I thought it was your typical feel-out game. I think for the Lakers, the most interesting part is this team looks like the way we thought it was going to when they got Anthony Davis. He has to be the best basketball player on this team. You need a solid-to-good LeBron James, which is better than most players' best. You have a good, annoying defensive player in Jared Vanderbilt, who did a really good job on Steph Curry. And then you're going to get a flurry of scoring from your other role players. Last night just so happened to be D'Angelo Russell and Dennis Schroeder's night. For the Warriors, I don't think that that game is going to be the best one that they, we see out of them. Even though they shot the lights out, they needed to hit a few more. The biggest adjustment, I thought, was making Steph Curry the primary ball handler in that fourth quarter and running more pick and rolls to get Anthony Davis up and out of the lane. They saw a lot more success that way. I think you'll see it more in game two. Aiden Kimes, game one takeaway. I mean, the Warriors made 15 more threes and still lost. That's never happened in the history of franchise. But it was a great example of Styles making fights and force triumphing over finesse. For me, um, those 10 blocks that the Lakers had were all so individually memorable, so violent, and so timely. And, of course, Anthony Davis is responsible for a number of them. He was phenomenal in this game and is why they so won. So I'm sensing maybe it changes the way you think this series. Style makes fights. Speaking of violent and timely, I saw after the horn. <laughs> well, you know, Anthony Davis is a top 75 player, and we're all thinking, how did he get on that list? You watched him last night, you know why he's on the list. And you're saying, could he impact the series? He can impact the NBA playoffs. He's played now in 20 straight games, and last night, here's the number that also sticks out, 44 minutes. This is a guy where every game seems to go down, he's grimacing. That wasn't happening. This guy, he was dominant, and I love the way he started the game. He dominated the paint. That size is going to give Golden State a lot of trouble. Mm, we move on. Sixers Celtics now. News of the day. Joel Embiid set to play. It's the healing power of the MVP award. We'll talk about that award in a second. The play here to go for the jugular, right, on Boston. Try to go up 2-0 on the road. That's what Philly's going 
for rather than resting the knee two more days. That's one thing. How Boston responds and adjusts to the enormous letdown of losing game one the other. Harry first on the decision to play Embiid. And coming back tonight, how do you think that plays out for Embiid tonight and for this series? I think it's massive because I really don't think the Sixers do this unless he's truly ready to go, unless he's not going to be sacrificing his long-term health in this position because you won a game one that I don't really think anybody, probably but your own team, thought that you could win. You got a combined 71 from James Harden and Tyrese Maxey, and now you're going into this game with the MVP, one of the most dominant players in the game today. And you're facing a Celtics team that I think people should be reminded. They were really good defensively during the regular season, but in the postseason, defensively and in terms of points per game that they're giving up and defensive rating, they are the worst defensive team remaining this postseason. And they got those numbers playing a seven-seeded Hawks team. So if you're Philadelphia, you got to feel pretty good tonight. Mina Kimes on MB tonight. It feels necessary because I think the odds of James Harden going nuclear the way he did in game one were pretty low. Um, I also think it places an immense amount of pressure on Celtics head coach Joe Mazzulla, who really struggled with some defensive adjustments or lack thereof in the last one. I think now with Embiid back, there's much more pressure on the Celtics to score from deep because they won't be able to dominate in the paint in the way they did in game one. Frank, are you in the same camp or you think maybe, well, up 1-0, rest Embiid, get him two more days? No, heck no. If you're ready to play, you got to be out there playing. I voted Embiid uh, for the MVP. I also voted Nikola Jokic uh, second. Somebody did not give Jokic a top five vote. That's another story altogether. What I love about Embiid now getting the award, he could stop saying, nobody likes me. I guess nobody likes me. And guess what? Now you're going to be judged on what everyone else gets judged on. Your playoff results. Remember, we killed Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, Stockton, and Malone, Reggie Miller because they didn't win a championship. They got to a finals. You now need to get out of the second okay. round. Okay. So uh, I mean, I, this is like watching ping pong right here. Isola is making arguments on, on, on Embiid <laughs> playing tonight. Sorry. You're absolutely playing because if the doctors clear him, he's healthy to go. And how do you think it affects tonight's Tony. game, break? If I might. Tony, these guys don't need an excuse to load manage. So if he's going to play tonight, you know that he's healthy. They're not risking anything. They would not do that to Joel Embiid. Embiid wouldn't do it. Doc Rivers wouldn't do it. And the team medical staff wouldn't do it. I think he'll have a huge impact. Put all the pressure in the world on the Boston Celtics. Turn them into the Boston Bruins. Sorry to all you Boston. Man, I mean, I saw this. Just the reeking haymakers on everything in sight. Tinsley on Embiid tonight. And maybe from Boston's perspective, how they now have to game plan and adjust differently after not even getting a win in game one. Now, think about what Embiid comes back to. His team completed the sweep against Brooklyn in the first round, and now he's up 1-0 on the defending Eastern Conference champions. This says a lot. Philly is going for the knockdown blow. Not knockout, but at least knockdown. Look, they had 66 points in, in, in game one, and Boston did. They won't do that with Joel Embiid on the court. So Philly's resolve is going to have to match Boston's desperation, which is going to be at a peak high. So if you're in B, you don't have to force yourself to have that 40-point epic return. You don't need that. You just need to disrupt the Boston Celtics in game two to go, to go back to Philly. Up it looked disrupted for much of the last two, three weeks. Tinsley, who you got tonight? I got Philly. I really think Embiid's return, I don't think Boston is going to have an answer for that. And I, I just can't trust them down the stretch of the game right now. Harry? I'm going Sixers, too. Mina? I got the Sixers, the Sixers too. Wow. Boston just seems to lack that killer instinct. And Isola. The three of you are nuts. Boston. Frank, since you want to talk MVP, let's go there. You want to take credit for voting Embiid MVP. Congratulations. 
Okay. I was pressured into it. All right. So he, the, the emotion he showed, though, I thought was, was awesome to see. The path he took from Cameroon to Kansas to injured basically his first three years to this is just impressive. It's the fifth straight MVP from a player born and raised out of the United States as well. But what does this MVP mean for Embiid and mean for the rest of the league? Justin Tinsley? Look, I'm happy for him. It's human nature to want to be rewarded, and he's been right there the last couple of years. The MVP award has been given out 68 times in league history. Now with Joel Embiid, that's 36 different players who have won the MVP award. So it's historic in every sense of the word, even though the MVP discussion got annoying this year. But, but what Joel Embiid is about to find out, once you are the MVP, you really – Keep building on that on that res on that resume with what you do in the playoffs. How he responds with that MVP target on his back is going to be critical uh, for Philly's postseason success. I think this is a little bit of validation for the process and definitely validates him as one of the best big men that we've seen the last 20 years. He has the, had the best scoring output that we've seen from a center since Shaquille O'Neal back in 2000, and he is the first center that to score 30-plus points in back-to-back -back seasons and also get scoring titles in back-to-back -back seasons as a center since Bob McAdoo did it 50 years ago. You can't say enough about it. It's an incredible story. I think it's deserved. I also think because of the timing of the award, as always, we are going to view it through the lens of the playoffs and whether he shows up because Nikola Jokic is having himself quite the postseason. All right, Frank, I'll give you the last word on this one, too. You, you're insulted that, that Jokic didn't even get a top five vote from one of the voters. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. By the way, you think the Dream Team was important? 1992, there were 21 international players from 18 countries. This year, 120 from 41 different countries. Pretty Five impressive. straight MVPs. People like Luca going forward, of course. Wembayama is right around the corner. Incredible. Global game. We'll be back by ourselves next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Mix 111. Heat 105. Miami without Jimmy Butler. He was on that South Beach popcorn diet. And Jalen Brunson had to get a tight, sweaty game to go New York's way late. New York got numbers from Julius Randle. 
from R.J. Barrett, from Josh Hart, and some good fortune calls and bounces, Frank, but needed those last two minutes from Brunson to win the game. You come away feeling better about New York or Miami here. I, I, I don't get it. I walk around New York, here around the studio, all these guys and gals that are crazy Nick fans, I know that's redundant, they're all talking about, oh, they didn't look good, they didn't look good. They won the game. Jalen Brunson had a terrific cap. Second half, Julius Randle played better, and you don't know about Jimmy Butler's availability for game three, or if he does play, how effective he'll be. They won. That was their mission. Mina Kives? The Heat rolled out their fourth starting lineup in seven games. They had more contributions from undrafted players in the that. history of the modern NBA. The refs were against them. Oh, and the Knicks here we go. Won. And they didn't win. Congratulations to the New win. York Knicks on barely defeating the remnants of the Miami Heat. When Butler comes back, Miami takes it. Harry Lyles Jr. Woo. So I'm going with the Knicks because they avoided disaster. Had they lost this game, I would have felt a lot worse because I also like what they have more going forward than I do with Miami. You got 79 points combined out of your big three. Josh Hart had 14, 11, and 9. And even though you didn't get a ton out of your bench, I still feel this is much more sustainable. And to Frank's point, we don't know what Jimmy Butler is going to be looking like moving forward in this series. And Justin Tisley. For... An ugly win is always going to be better than a pretty loss in the postseason because you only okay. get but so so many of those. I'm not going to fault the Knicks for this. They play who is they play who was in front of yeah. them. They had a 16 yeah. 16 to four edge in clutch time. So I'm not going to doomsday scenario the Knicks for actually winning a playoff game. Buy or sell two hockey last night. How the Kraken stunned the Stars with shock and all start and surviving Joe Pavelski scoring four for Dallas in a loss. How do you have a guy score four and lose in overtime, the winner from Gordon? How the Panthers beat the Maple Leafs last night. Kachuk playmaking, Bobrovsky walling. Harry, what are you buying from last night's games ones? I'm buying the Kraken's win. It, they blew a two-goal lead. Obviously, the Joe Pavelski goal, we saw the fourth one there. It was a broken play. It went off a defender stick, went off the middle of his stick, went in. It felt like the Stars were going to come out with that one after that goal, and the Kraken still held on to win it. That was my takeaway from it. Yeah, I got to go with the Kraken as well. They beat the defending champions in seven games in the first round, and then you survive, you survive a four-goal onslaught in game one. And they prove how much faster they are than the Dallas Stars. They have they have to be sitting on Cloudland right now. Isola. Mina gets invited to the Met Gala, and all of a sudden she gets really vicious. This is all about the Florida Panthers. They were down 3-1 to the Boston Bruins. They've now won four straight games, three on the road. Matthew Kachuk, three assists. It's amazing how hot this team has got. Mina Kimes. Never been to the Met Gala, but uh, I, I got to go with the Kraken here. Um, not just the resilience they showed, but the way in which they did it without superstars. Five different goal scorers. They had 15 in the first round, which is more than any other team. No goals, no scores on their team with more than 40 points during the regular season, but they're still pulling this off. And it's always nice to get a lucky bounce for an overtime goal. Look at these scores today. Tinsley, I saw that you're going, but you got to be happy about that. I feel good. I had a good CPG. show. Yeah, yeah, you got to be happy. I, I had a good show. I had a, I, and I lose. Times Lyles Showdown next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Harry Lyles Jr., good-looking showdown. The friends and family plan in effect for the New York Jets, signing Randall Cobb now. What a week for two, for Aaron Rodgers. He's been at Knicks playoff games, Rangers playoff game, back at Knicks playoff game. Last night, he's going to every restaurant in the city. Mina, does Rodgers' New York state of mind mean anything when it comes to actually playing the football with the Jets? I think it does, and I realize the comparison is easy when he's no longer talking about, you know, being in darkness or hairs coming out of his helmet, but this is the happiest Aaron Rodgers has looked in years, which, frankly, bodes well for a rejuvenated season in New York. Harry Lyles? Yeah, it absolutely matters. I mean, he hasn't been certain if he's wanted to play football for the last two years, and he's 39 years old. He seems happy for the first time in many years, as Mina said. I think this absolutely means something, if not anything. The question is, does he go to the Yankees first or to the Mets first? That will, that will tip the tide. A lot of Mets, Jets energy historically. We'll see what happens. Bryce Harper back for the Phillies. But he went over four. Three Ks. And they lost to the Dodgers 13 to 1. Harry, grade Harper's return. A plus, 160 days removed from surgery. He's still not cleared to throw, but the fact that he went out there, was aggressive at the plate, is massive. And honestly, they need him if they're going to be in this NL East race. They're only five and a half games back. Important return, A plus. Times? Yeah, I think he got a grade Harper on a curve, which incidentally was the first pitch he struck out on because we didn't expect to see him until the all-star break. So for him to be back in action against a very good pitcher, it's amazing. Splitting a point, but a bonus point for the curve. One more story here. Frank just called the Florida Panthers the hottest team in the NHL playoffs. Listen to this heat check. The team is restricting ticket sales for upcoming games three, four, and if necessary, six against Toronto. To residents of the United States only, orders from outside the U.S., <clears throat> Toronto, <clears throat> all of Canada, will be canceled without notice, the team says. Mina, is that good home ice advantage or dirty home ice advantage? Oh, I absolutely hate this. Not only does it strike me as insecure, it's also a little hypocritical given the fact that four of their top six scorers are Canadian. <laughs> so they're gonna they're gonna rescind Verhage and Montour and, and Reinhardt. I like that. Go ahead, Harry Lyles. Yeah, I, I don't like this at all. The fans that from Toronto that were going to try to make it out there and pay for it, this is not going to change that. They will pay secondary market money. Why are you guys being jerks? <laughs> and they sell out. They're over hundred percent capacity. I mean, they don't need to be doing this. Mina Kimes, today's FaceTime. 
wanted to shout out Sarah Langs, who used to work for us as a researcher, now covers baseball for MLB. Sarah was diagnosed not too long ago at the age of 29 with ALS. She is starting a campaign called Fist Bumps for ALS to raise money and awareness. The way it works is simple. Post a video of yourself fist bumping a friend. Donate. Go to hashtag fist bumps for the number four ALS to see more. I'm going to go ahead and nominate Tony Rialli. Thank you, Mina Kimes. There's the hashtag on the screen. Here we go. Boom. And let's there just go, go around man. the horn here. Boom. Give me some, Harry Lyle. Yeah, here we go. Justin. Oh, wrong way. <laughs> Our advocacy for ALS on the show goes to Chris Fagan as well, father of Kate Fagan. ALS 100% fatal. It doesn't need to be for the next sister, brother, mother, father, and friend. We'll see you tomorrow.